is the sports fever. If it's a sport, we cover it. And here are the hosts, Anthony Colasano, Dom DeRosa, Noah Gugliata, also known as Googs, and Sean Johnson. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sports Fever. Today is Thursday, November 25th, 2021, a.k.a. It is Thanksgiving, and yes, it's a holiday. We know that, but we still got to provide and give you guys a new episode, which we are. So with me today is Sean Johnson and No Gugliata, or otherwise known as Gugliata. Let's go, boys. Dom, unfortunately, uh, is not with us right now. He is driving back to Jackson to see his dad, uh, Rich, Richie Doodle, as he calls him. So yeah, he calls him that? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if he calls him that or like we that, do. or we do or someone like said it. And it just kind of I think it just kind of stuck with me, yeah. I guess. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Well, whatever. But anyway, so he so he's doing that right now. Nevertheless, we still got everyone else here. So let's get right into it. Week 11 came and went. We had three games on the board. And boy, did we struggle picking these games. It was a bad week for me, okay? It was a bad we week past. for you, Sean. We move. We move. <laughs> we move on. We forget. We, 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 we wave that magic wand in Men in Black and just be like, oh, I don't remember that. I like, anyway. I like how Anthony. I like how you said it was a bad week for Sean when I got none of the games right. But the reason you said it was only Sean was because I've been bad all season at <laughs> everything that's going on. So just saying. Exactly, because Sean was six and zero heading five. before this I was past red hot, week. Baby. Yeah, I was red hot. yeah, you were dumb hot. And then the Colts versus Bills game happened, and everyone took the Bills and. Boy, did were we wrong. Jonathan Taylor was like, nah, yeah, yeah, way to doubt me. Has like five touchdowns that entire game. And they just he he alone gave the Bills that loss. You, you know, I, I gotta say, like, I can't remember a season where the, there have been more crazy games, crazy upset games. I mean, don't you guys feel like the te- uh who did the Texans beat? Didn't the Texans beat the, the Titans? Titans? I mean, mm-hmm. if you just think about it, think of the the Titans are what seven and two, something like that. Ridiculous. I mean, think of the in. two teams they lost to. Yeah, yeah, the the uh, Jets and that's, the yeah, that yeah, like, arguably two of the worst teams in the AFC. But that that's what I'm saying. So Sorry, like, no, 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 no. But I like you're right because that's I've just been thinking that I feel like every time we pick these games, we're going chalk, like chalk pick of like. Okay, well they're they're gonna win, or and I feel like this season you have to think outside the box because it really has been any given Sunday. That mantra has stuck true, and I I have not seen that coming. It's like every game you're like, well, a team that should win is gonna figure it out this time, and the Bills are struggling. I I I, I read something, and I was at uh, Chris's house over the weekend. I was talking to his dad, and he's a big batter, and he reads a lot about the games and everything Mm -hmm. apparently josh has some mental block that he's been dealing with and this is why he's been struggling really badly and why he's been in this funk it's a woman is that what you is that what you think (laughs) that's what you think i'm I'm just joking i don't know 
hey, I mean, it could I be. Mean, I mean, what else could get him funked up like this? I, I have no idea. Maybe his confidence, his self-esteem. And then again, it could all root back to a woman. But well, that should be sky high right now, his confidence. He's on one of the better teams in the league right now. Well, he should what, be. Well, was, yeah. you know, yeah. after that loss. But um, yeah, it's just that that's what uh that's what was reported. And I mean, he did not look good, had a lot of picks, wasn't himself, couldn't really get the offense going, wasn't rushing. He, I mean, he rushed the ball here and there, but wasn't doing his thing and wasn't being as elusive as he usually is. Um, so you know, that article rang true. And had I known that, I would have picked the Colts and I would have picked the Colts in my bets this past week, but I didn't, but like Sean says, we forget and we move on. The other game we had, Saints versus Eagles. This was kind of a split, or this was a split, between Sean and Noah and me and Dom. Me and Dom both picked the Eagles, and we won. Justin Fields, not Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts had a monster game. Three touchdowns, uh, really showcased his wheels. And, you know, he single-handedly kind of gave the Saints their loss, too just like Jonathan Taylor did with the Bills. Jalen Hurts did that with the Saints. And finally, Sean, man, your Cowboys. I, that was a rough I'm not one. disappointed in the loss. No? Honestly, we had a lot of injuries. So, I mean, I, I don't want to put that entirely on the reason why we lost, but, I mean, our entire defensive line is, like, <clears throat> besides Michael Parsons, which he's playing out of position. At the, I mean, but again, it is Michael Parsons, so he can kind of play wherever. You can put him at tight end, and he could probably produce. But, um, yeah, we're missing Randy Gregory. We're missing Demarcus Lawrence, who we might be getting back for uh, today's games. So that's good uh, against the Raiders. What, hasn't he been out the entire season? Not the entire – oh, you know what? I have not I, seen this man once. I, I think he got injured early in the season. I could be wrong there, but it, I mean, it just feels like a long season. Maybe he hasn't played at all. So, okay. Yeah. But then, you know, we also are missing Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zeke was banged up. Yeah. Uh, he was still playing, but he was banged up. I don't know if you guys saw what happened to his ankle during it, but it looked like yeah. he should have broke his ankle. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It went God. the wrong way. I yeah. That. And then um, CD Lamb got a concussion during the game. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we're just, we're injured all over the place. We don't have Tyron Smith. He's been injured for a while. And I mean, he's one of the biggest parts of our offense. So honestly, uh, like I said, I don't want to blame it completely on injury, but when you have that many key guys out for you, um, yeah, it's going to be hard to produce. For sure. Yeah. And you know, the chiefs played okay. I guess you could say, I mean, no one really kind of was like wowing. Anybody, I mean, they had a couple trick plays. I know they ran a wildcat play to get uh, Travis Kelsey in for that touchdown, which was huge. Um, But, I I mean. Mahomes played pretty mediocre, to be honest. Yeah. But but I think, think, Sean, you should be proud of the Cowboys' defense. Like, I know that the Chiefs have had trouble this season, and we've seen them not able to figure things out. But after that Raiders win – they won 41 to 14 or something. You'd think, okay, they're back in their stride. They're getting going. And the Cowboys just had a horrible first quarter where mistakes were happening and they were doing all these things that you're like, this is not, this is like the Cowboys against the Broncos that, you know, we kind of got away from the the week prior, but I just think the, the Cowboys defense 
had to do a lot in that game and they kept him in, ga- in the game. But then also I, I looked at the time of possession and at one point, I don't know, I don't know if it changed much, but the Cowboys were dominating at one point. In the, so I just thought it was, it was a really weird game. I, I 19-9 and there's, you know, two teams that you would think would score a ton of points and just didn't. Um, so I, I think, I think that the chiefs, maybe I thought, you know, they're starting to figure it out, but you're going to, when they get a real test, because I think the Cowboys would have been a real test if they were healthy, but once they get a real test, that's when you will really start to know what the chiefs are actually capable of doing. I really think it boiled down to the chiefs defense, just dominating. Mm, yeah. And, they were swallowing you guys. They're figuring, yeah. they're figuring it out too. Exactly. And although, you know, as I mentioned, we did have several key uh, injuries on the offense uh, to mention again, Tyron Smith, Mari Cooper, C.E. Lamb, uh, somebody I also forgot to mention, uh, Blake Jarwin, who's our backup tight end, who has a very big role in our or in our offense. Um, you know, we still have the offense that is probably better than I, I don't want to say most NFL teams, but it is considerably with those guys because we still have Michael Gallup. Uh, we saw Cedric Wilson, who had an awful game. He dropped the ball like three, four times. And he, I mean, he has, he's been really good, actually. He's been like our fourth string wide receiver. And I, I saw him put up like two or three touchdowns in a game once in the last few years. Uh, so he he has been a guy that has been reliable, but he's dropping balls. You got uh, Noah Brown, who is also, I mean, this guy could be like a wide receiver three on a team. So it, the fact that he's at wide receiver five for us is insane, but I mean, he was dropping balls too. So I, I think it's just, just, we were off, but the the Chiefs defense was, I mean, they were stepping up big time. They had that uh, quarterback Sneed, who I, I forget his first name, but he was locking our guys up. He was on Michael Gallup for most of the game. And I mean, Gallup could not really get much done. Zeke could have gotten done. Pollard could have gotten done. So well, Pollard had a couple of nice runs though, but obviously they could, he couldn't get anything yeah. into the end yeah. zone. It just yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah, and I just want to say one last thing about uh, how bad I've been. Um, I saw this stat that uh, about the best teams against the spread, and the Cowboys are like eight. Oh, no. I have they're they're eight and two, right? Yeah, eight and two I, against the spread. You know, you know how many times I bet uh, on the Cowboys? You want to know how many times I bet on the Cowboys? Twice. Noah, it's us. It's us. It's our problem. It's Dude. our fault. And, and wait, 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 were the two, well, when were the two times, Sean? It was against the Broncos and against the Chiefs. Me too. Only two times I've done it. Only two <laughs> Me times too, I've Sean. Done it. Me too. And you know who's going to be them? Eight different times. Exactly, exactly. Eight other times we could have been like pressing our fan duel and drafting. <laughs> but no, we had to do it on the day we lose. And I say it all the time too. I was... The first time I bet them, I was like, wow, the Cowboys are undefeated against the spread. And I was like, huh, <laughs> yeah, jokingly, no. ah, it's probably because I haven't bet. And then I'm like, oh, it's the Broncos. They should beat the Broncos by seven. We're making a we are making a declaration right now today. Me and you are betting the spread. Raiders, Cowboys, we are betting the Cowboys oh, no. all the way. Dude, we're going to lose. The, uh, you're gonna, you want to make my Thanksgiving right. terrible? All right, let's, you don't let's bet the Raiders spread. <laughs> okay, the Cowboys are gonna the, destroy. Yeah, well, the Raiders should be favored. Okay, well, it, hang on. I, last time so, I checked, it was plus seven for the Raiders. Hey, so 
Cowboys dominate. Raiders have a little bit of a comeback. You know, Cowboys win. Raiders cover. Right now, maybe? according to FanDuel, as of now, this is Tuesday night, seven and a half. I just. <sighs> but you got to take it at. You have to take it at seven. Don't get rid of the half point. Wait a minute. But. You would want the half point. I'm not, not confident either way in that, though. I'm really not. I, you know what? It's just in the future. The only thing I'm betting Cowboys wise is just score, touchdown scores. Nothing off. You, you know, I, I find it so hard to bet the over and under on games. I feel like I'm such, I feel like every time I bet the under, it's going way over. And every time I bet, it's going way under. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Suck. Yeah. It's like, it's like you, it's like, right. You want to bet the over because you're like, all right, Chiefs Cowboys, right? Going to be electrifying game. Nope. And no, nope. Pittsburgh Chargers. That game just went way over. That that honestly could be game game of the year candidate. That was awesome. Like, of course, both of them are with the Chargers. The Browns game and that one. And and the thing about that game was the like sloppy, sloppy, sloppy game. Like the, the fact that the Steelers had the game wrapped up after coming back and then lost it. <laughs> Oh, poor, poor, oh, poor. It's like, it's like, I love to see it. I'm yeah, sorry. I do too because it's like everything you thought is like, oh my God, Pittsburgh's coming back. They scored like 27 points in the fourth quarter, whatever it was, and then they lose. How does that, how is that possible? I don't know. It's crazy. Really quick, really quick. Yeah, so done. yesterday, I, I know we're getting a little off topic, but yesterday, uh, so technically this is Monday. I bet uh, on the Giants and Buccaneers game. Oh, <clears throat> so boy. I decided. I needed uh, the Buccaneers to cover, which they did. Uh, I needed the over to hit, which I believe it did. Yeah, it, it hit. It had to be. Did it though? I don't actually. No, 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 no. Bet- whatever hit, I bet. I think it was the under, and I bet the under because the Giants. Who's gonna bet on the Giants? Whatever. So I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do that. So then I was like, okay, let's do all that. You know, what? I'm gonna throw in two touchdown scores, one for each team. Chris Godwin, why not? Chris Godwin scores. His first one score. Like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, who is going to score for the Giants? I mean, I'll, I guess I'll go with Evan Ingram. Who do they throw to when they're in the goal line? Andrew Thomas, Andrew their left tackle. Their left tackle. Andrew Thomas. Nobody Wait, scores another touchdown. I was so confused. Can he not? Doesn't that not count as a touchdown, though? He, as no. long as he reports eligible, he can. As a tie then, yeah. yeah. So, like, if you're at the game, the, the announcer comes on and they're like, tackle Andrew Thomas is eligible as a tie end or something like that. They'll, they'll, I'll show, like, they literally go up to the ref and, like, go like this. Like, and they, like, I'm reporting eligible. And then let Sean's right. Sometimes you'll hear it over TV. Sometimes they'll say number 78 is reporting eligible. And then they can be throwing the ball. And it's all – Dependent on also the positioning and the formation. Those are rules that I don't totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I got confused. I'm like, I was so curious, like, wait, why did that count? Because I've seen stuff where like they do that and like, oh, it doesn't count because right, he's he's a lineman. It, yeah. But now that makes sense. Like that one, there was that one play. I forget what it was like a recent game, maybe two weeks ago. The where, Dolphins game. Yes. And they was that the Dolphins Ravens? Yeah, yeah. And and the guy flipped and he almost had the and touchdown. The, but no matter what, it, but no matter what, if he made it or not, if he made it, it still wouldn't have counted. That, that's why when they were celebrating, I'm sitting there like, why the hell are they celebrating? This is coming back. Like he didn't report eligible. That guy didn't know the ball was coming to him. He was he was on a screen. He's blocking. He's getting the ball. <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah. You know, so I don't know. So, so, so you bet that, and what was the payout? Um, it was plus seventeen hundred. Oh, I forgot what I put on it, but so it would have been really nice. And I'm watching the entire game. I'm like, oh, please throw to Evan Ingram, and they finally get in uh, the end zone or the red zone. I'm like, oh, this is my chance. This might be the only time when they get in the red zone, which it was one of the only times. And they threw to Andrew Frickin' Thomas. So yeah, that, that game was hard to watch. That I mean, Daniel Jones stunk. The offense oh, yeah. stunk. Well, Jason Garrett's fired, so you know he, he stinks too. It, it, you know what? He he wasn't the problem with that team, though. He yes, no, he no, wasn't no. the solution, but he wasn't the problem with the team. You know th- that's just throwing like a band-aid on this giant gaping exactly like wound you know so that he he's not good he's not a good offensive coordinator he, he has as much creativity as my left toe <laughs> he's dude you're telling me i had to deal with this man for the as pretty your much coach. my whole life and and jerry yeah. was like this guy rocks what are we doing <laughs> yeah he's he was like, like let's go guys let's <laughs> yeah go. jerry's like jerry's like Jerry, this guy <laughs> he's like come on yeah, he should have been fired six years earlier yeah. And then Mike McCarthy is having sleepovers at Jerry's house. <laughs> Mike McCarthy's sleeping on the couch. What's going on? I don't crazy. Oh man. Oh God. What a time. So hopefully Sean has a better time with his bets this Thanksgiving holiday. And it won't happen. Sean, we'll text. We'll text about what we're gonna do for for All right, yeah. We we gotta we gotta have something. We gotta have something. Got yeah. it. I'll do whatever you do. I'll, we'll go together. We'll do oh, something. don't do that. I <laughs> so I <laughs> yesterday no. over the duration of yesterday, I placed nine bets. They were all very very small bets. I was like, you know what? Got to start small, build up big. Why not? And I was like, oh, I have an extra dollar left. What do I want to do? What do I want to do? I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna put another bet on the on the Giants game. I'm like, oh, yo, Nico, my brother. I'm like, oh, come over here. Just Place a bet. Any game you want. He goes, okay. Um, <laughs> place a bet on the Celtics game versus the Rockets. Uh, thirty plus points for Tatum. Uh, one one plus three for Al Horford. Celtics to win. And then he did uh, Christian Wood four assists. It hit so easily, so easily. <laughs> Only bet of the day that hit. Oh, you didn't win any other. Oh God. No other bets. What did that pay out? That was plus seven hundred. So really, I feel like that should be higher with Christian Wood needing four assists. Yeah. Huh. I know. And 30 I points mean, from Tatum. Actually, I think it was 26. Still 30 points, pretty much. It's so sad. It's so sad. I mean, what what can you say? What can you say? Uh, you live and learn. But anyway, all right, let's get to these picks. So we got four games on the slate because of Thanksgiving. So we had to include a Thanksgiving game. Uh, first one I got uh, two teams coming off much needed wins, Bucks and Colts. The Bucks needed a win, obviously, last week against the Giants. It came up two really bad losses, and people were kind of coming for their necks, like, oh, what's wrong with the Bucs? Eh. Um, and the Colts obviously had the big game with Jonathan Taylor and, you know, I feel like with him doing all the scoring, kind of their offense was able to 
take it easy and you know go up against this Bucks team and this Bucks defense. They could really be fresh and ready to go. With that being said, I am going to take my Colts and I'm going to take them to win the game. No, I go to you next. See that? See now you're making me like think you got to pick outside the box. And then that makes me think, because I think I have to pick outside the box to stay in the freaking box. So I'm taking the freaking buck a mirrors. What okay. I would do now, can I say this? Against the spread, uh, Colts are going to get points. So I would take them plus whatever points that is. I don't think the Bucks will be able to cover. But... Uh, it's plus three for the Colts. It's kind of low. That is low. I thought it was going to be plus six or seven. So never mind. <laughs> They're probably riding high on last week. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, you up next, Sean. I'm just gonna go with the Buccaneers. I I doubted the Colts last week. Jonathan Taylor carried me in fantasy. Man, got me like 60 points. But I don't think he's got another five touchdown performance in him because if he doesn't score that much, the Colts aren't scoring. So can't trust once. I'm sorry. That's fair. All right, next one, Rams-Packers. Packers did not look great against the Vikings last week in the first half. Second half, totally different game. Uh, They go out and almost literally win that game. They lose in heartbreak fashion. And I'm literally just thinking about this as we're doing this. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is dealing with a toe injury. So he is kind of questionable. Um, He was playing – uh, through the injury during the game and you wouldn't think he had a toe injury because the man threw for 300 plus yards for like three touchdowns but you know he said he's in pain um, you know hopefully he's able to deal with it take care of it ahead of this matchup um, and you know with that being said I mean uh, this is tough this one's tough I don't know because if he because such a toss-up game I'll pick the Rams just because I don't feel like if he's going to be a hundred percent, I don't know. And I feel like, I feel like I know the Rams kind of need a get right game because they really haven't been right in a sense since OBJ got there and they really need to kind of get it going, especially with their new super team, the expectations that they have on their shoulders. And they're off a bye. Yeah. kind of big. So I'll go with the Rams. So no, I go to you next. So for me, this one's really tough. Uh, I think this is such a toss-up game. I think I'm going to make a, a bold statement. Whoever loses this game will be in the Super Bowl. Okay, because I've been saying this all season. I think games like this where you're like, you play a tough team and, and you go through this tough game, I think you learn a lot. And I think the team that wins is, is going to be in great shape, but I just don't see that they can, can carry through. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to pick the Packers, um, but I think this could go either way. And I, and I think that the, the, I think the, the Packers right now are in a better position, but that doesn't mean that the Rams can't right the ship. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, because yeah, because this is such a toss-up game. Like you either go like either way, and you're like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, this like it this game could go either way, at least on paper. 
at least on paper, agreed. agreed. All right, Sean, who are you riding with, me or Noah? Give me the Packers. Ooh. And then give me all the unders on OBJ. <laughs> that man's won't do nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, can, can I just say, too, today, uh, the day we're recording this, Tuesday, is the anniversary of when he made that catch. Um, and I was in I was in attendance for that catch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, that, that game, uh, not a lot of people remember, the Giants lost. So I just want to make Oh, they that. lost bad. And I, I remember. Them. Yeah. Tony Romo. Don't worry about that. Brought them down the field last minute and said, it, and I think Des it was Bryant, Bryant, baby. Des Bryant touchdown, right? Yeah. I, and then they, Des Bryant hit the whip. Oh, yeah. celebration. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's an all time game, too. Back and forth and Cowboys bring it back. Mm-hmm. Good, good one. Yeah. yeah that started that. a huge streak of the Cowboys just dominating the giants and it it halted a little bit last year but uh since then i mean it's been continuing so yeah and i still have my autographed picture of him making that catch and thinking oh my god this is gonna be worth so much boy i was i wrong well i you know what though anthony i think it still holds value because of like that's probably the greatest catch of all time right i mean it has to be it's definitely up there. I, I know as a player, he's, he's, you know, devolved or he's gone down because I mean, he's, he's non-existent. It's sad. I, yeah. I, I don't get it. Yeah. I know it's sad, but I think you're right. I think because of the fact that the picture and him signing it, I think it adds some value, but I definitely lost whatever money I paid to get it. I definitely lost. Like I'm not getting in, I'm yeah. not returning on whatever I bought it at. I mean, he, he, well, you also got to think the man is still an icon. I mean, he hasn't produced at all in the NFL for the last, like, what, three years? Probably, yeah. Maybe even four years because his last year with the Giants wasn't amazing. And, I mean, and he's still getting covered by the media every day. He's still like, oh, OBJ, what's he going to do next? Huge deal. And, and the thing, too, is, I mean, that catch really culturally, sport, sports-wise, is, is a, still a massive deal that we're getting an anniversary for it. So I would – I mean, listen, it's not as big a deal if he – or it's a bigger deal if he becomes a Hall of Famer or is, is somebody who's considered a great. Right now, how he's played, he won't be. But I still think it'll the that autograph will mean something, like something pretty good. So I, I feel like OBJ – that play, or maybe just OBJ in himself, really changed the culture of the game too. I mean, before that, you weren't seeing a lot of swagger, nope. you know, with catches being made and – you know, the whole one hand kind of thing. Now a lot of players are really kind of making that a big thing. And I say that started right around OBJ. Yeah, and, and also like viral moments, like viral catches like that. I mean, that really is the the most that's where that kind of started to pick up. So I Yeah, because that's when social media was really starting to explode. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean it's not like those catches weren't being made before OBJ came to the league. It's just the time how they were being all. presented now. Yeah, uh-huh. time, time, everything. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah, timing is everything. But anyway, two more games. Vikings 49ers. I picked this, I picked this one because this is an interesting game where both teams are five and five. Both teams are kind of like you could say they're like in like the elite category, but then you could say they're like subpar. And also for the Vikings' sake, every game that they have played this season, they've led 
by at least, I want to say, I think a touchdown. And they've somehow, right, and they had like five losses on the season. So it's Not to right. mention, I think they've played, what, at this point, 10 games? I think nine of them have ended on a last play. Mm-hmm. Including last week. Field goal, OT. They won last week on a last-second field goal against the Packers. So, I mean, this is just – no matter what, you're going to get a good game with the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with that being said, I mean, I mean, the 49ers had a nice win. You know, Jimmy G played well. Samuel had a nice game. Ayuk had a touchdown. It all did as well. Yeah. 49ers are favored in this game too. Minus three. That's mm, because you said that I'm going with the Vikings. <laughs> All right, you're up, Noah. Yeah. I, I'll go with the Vikings too. Sean. It's going to be a clean sweep, boys. Uh, All right, Vikings, Vikings, Vikings. And then 49ers going to win. And then finally, obviously, Thanksgiving is this week, or if you're listening on Thanksgiving today. Raiders Cowboys, they play on Thanksgiving, 425. Um, so since Sean did not have the greatest week, I'll go to you, Sean, first on this one. So this is your team. Are you riding with your Cowboys after that loss? Or are you gonna go with the or are you gonna go with Dom's Raiders? It's basically you versus Dom this week in football on Thursday. Yeah. Uh big bounce back week for the Cowboys. And that's happened after every loss so far this season. Uh after starting the season off 0-1, we went into uh, the Chargers game with a lot of people expecting us to lose. And I'd say we definitely beat them outright there. Then the Broncos, obviously, we all know what happened with that. So the week after that, we go and we beat the living crap out of the Falcons. So I think the trend is going to continue. We just lost, not terribly, to the Chiefs. But uh, now we're going to go into Thanksgiving. We're still beat up pretty bad. Cooper's still out. Uh, we might. There's a slight possibility we get DeMarcus Lawrence back. But all those other guys still out. I think C.D. Lamb is a possibility, too. He's a small possibility. But he's got, he's got a concussion. So, mm-hmm. he, for the better, he should just put, not play. I think we win by 15-plus. 15-plus. You heard it here. 15-plus from the Cowboys. All right, Noah. Good enough for me. I'll go with the Cowboys. I, <laughs> I mean, I can't. I, Anthony, Anthony kills me, too, because he goes, oh, Sean, you had a tough week. But he doesn't call it my tough week because I stink. I'm terrible. Because you weren't 6-0 and the last two. That's when you know it's bad. When you can't pick a game that the person who's running the show doesn't even mention that you can't pick a game because it probably feels terrible. I'm losing – Go ahead, Anthony. I didn't mean it. Well, like well think about this. No, think about I'm, this. I'm joking with you. It's on me. I stink. I stink. Think about this. If the 10 and 0 Chiefs, let's say, lose um, week 11, they end up losing. They're 10 and 1 now. If the 0 and 10 Jets, they lose week 11 as well. Now they're 0 and 11. Who do you think is going to get the most media coverage? <laughs> exactly. No, you know you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm just, and, I'm just messing with. And you I'm right a now. Jets fan, so the, the comparison. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, you know what? Like, like I'm just, I'm just, in, I'm sad. I'm sad. Like Yankees stink. My Jets stink. The only thing I have is the Rangers. 
Hey, really? You're a Rangers fan, John, so support. <laughs> All right, you well, know what? Not the Jets. We'll say the 0 and 11 Patriots. No, it's okay. Go. It's true. Don't compare. <laughs> don't lie to the people. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say how it is. Speak the yeah, truth. The Jets suck. Is that your rant? No. Oh, I have a Jets rant ready. All right. Okay. So real quick, Raiders, Cowboys. Um, uh, I gotta go with the Cowboys. Dom, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't have faith in your Raiders. All right. Uh, the mo we've been waiting for. Uh, before we wrap up this first segment of the show, Noah, your Jets ran. They had a bad week once again. Joe Flacco couldn't get it done. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, who's the – I mean, your only bright spot on this team is what? Elijah Moore. Crowder had a touchdown. He had a touchdown. But you still lost. You know what? I, you know, I when I talk about the Jets, I get this, like, pain in my chest. It's called angina. Look it up. Angina. Okay, let me tell you something. First off, I watch the Jets. Every every one of my teams, every team I bet on, every team I support, here's what they do. Either I bet on the team, they the team I bet on lose are losing by 21 points by the second half. I can't watch the game anymore, but I still watch because I'm like, there's a glimmer of hope. I'm still no, no. Or the best one is when my team is down by like 10 points Uh down with the, in the third quarter, maybe get back into the game. They give me hope when, when the jets give me hope for some reason, I believe I like, I trick myself into believing that they're good and that they can win. No, no, they can't. And then I want to end my, I want to end my rant with this. What's today? Um, Monday. It's it's Thanksgiving time. Um, November twenty second. You know what November twenty second is, guys? Um. Go, oh, you can guess. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's an anniversary. The OBJ anniversary. No, well, that's the twenty third. Day after. The twenty second. Oh, oh, oh! Well, don't, don't say it. Don't say it. I, I know, know what it is. You don't. I know what it is. Yeah. Well, let's. I'm gonna take you back to uh, Noah Gugliotta's life in 2012, whenever it was. I go to my uncle and aunt's house. I have a great day. I'm. I am devouring turkey and gravy. Devouring. We go home. I'm laying on my my black couches, watching the Jets and Patriots play some old fashioned football. <laughs> I, I lay, I put my pillow down, put my head on the, the pillow. And I watch Mark Sanchez running into the air. It's so preposterous. He ran. It's unbelievable. The guy ran into his offensive lineman's butt. <laughs> it's now called the butt fumble. I'm literally getting lightheaded. Oh my god! Is that my team? That's my team. Sean roots for the Cowboys. Six championships. Anthony, uh, the freaking Colts—they got a championship. Peyton Manning went to the Denver Broncos. My last championship, nineteen sixty-nine. My mom wasn't even born. <laughs> like, like what? I don't, and we have 
Mark Sanchez running into his offensive line. Who's the offensive lineman even? I don't even know. Was it the Brickishaw? I I can't even tell you. Dude, it it was I literally was looking forward to that game for weeks. I was <laughs> it was like I was just in my fandom for the Jets. I was so into it. I literally sat down and just watched him run into his I don't want to say the word. Rex Ryan, big as ever on the sideline. <laughs> I mean, dude, stop. Stop eating. Stop. Yeah, and you got to cool with the teeth whitener, dude. You see him in a, a Sunday NFL countdown. And, and he's taking pictures of his wife's feet while he's – I mean, the Jets the – Jets, I don't know who's, who's more embarrassing. Freaking Adam Gase or Rex Ryan taking pictures of his wife's feet and then posting them. Or 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 that fumble being on the number one worst play on Sports Center for a whole year, and, and that no, they had to retire it. And 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 also it was on Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> There's nothing. I'm like I'm. I swear to you, I literally was like I said to my dad. I'm I'm like the Jets are gonna win tonight. I'm they're gonna win. And then he runs into the. And and not only that, but he didn't. Wasn't there a touchdown on the play? Didn't the Patriots run it back? Oh yes, they did. They did. Oh, thanks, Sean. Thanks. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I hate my team. All right, we're done. That's it. Done. 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 And that is this week's or this month's edition of Noah's Jets Rant. Be sure to tune in next month for another edition of Noah's Jets Rant. That might be my favorite. That one was hilarious. I've if I I just put it in there, I'm like oh. Oh, we'll just do one this week. And well, I, I totally forgot about the butt fumble. Yesterday I saw the butt fumble. I'm like, I'm bringing this up because they stink. Oh my God. I totally forgot about it. I remember I was like, I was in my room. It was like, I, we just, we got back. I was laying in bed. I, I was like watching all my TV here. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, uh, I was like mm, well, that's bad. It's, it's, it's embarrassing that people who aren't Jets fans felt bad. Yeah, it's It is the most embarrassing play I've ever seen. I, it's a, yeah. It's, it doesn't matter what sport. I've never seen a more embarrassing play than that. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. That's what that that's his legacy. That is Mark Sanchez's legacy. Yep. Not not getting to us to two AFC championship games. Not eating hot dogs on the sideline in a game that we were losing by two <laughs> points. No, the butt fumble. Uh, yep, the butt fumble. But. With that being said, that's going to do it for this segment of the Sports Bureau. When we come back, it's the second segment. It's going to be a little bit shorter. Uh, not much really going on in basketball. There was a big thing that happened over the weekend, which we'll talk about briefly. And then we'll talk about the Rangers' big win against the Sabres with 0.4 seconds left in the third period. When we come back, we'll talk about that only on the Sports Fever. And we're back with this edition of the Sports Fever. Let's send it back to our hosts now. Welcome back to the Sports Fever. I'm Anthony Colsano, and alongside me, as always, or at least for this Thanksgiving episode, is Sean Johnson and No Guviada, or otherwise known as Goose. Yes, 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 yes. Let's go. So, second segment of the show. It's going to be a rather quick one uh, regarding around uh, the NBA and NHL. Not a lot really is really kind of, I guess, happening that's kind of eye-opening to really talk about. However, or... 
there is one thing that is eye-opening to talk about within the NBA, literally, which happened on Sunday. Kind of eye-closing for one of the I, parties. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For for Detroit, at least. Uh, this has to do with the Detroit. No, for Isaiah Stewart in particular, but I'll, it, I'll get into that joke in a second. Exactly. So, <clears throat> so I know Noah got it. <laughs> I got it, too. So the Detroit Pistons and LA Lakers, they played this past Sunday, and – so Isaiah Stewart and LeBron are um in the box per se for, uh, for free throw, right? Yeah, a free a free throws being happened. They're in the they're in their spots, you know, kind of get the rebound or whatever. And the ball goes up and LeBron and Isaiah are boxing each other out, and LeBron elbows Isaiah Stewart in the face. Now you all right, it's like Okay, that's a little uncalled for. You look back at the replay, you clearly see LeBron's facial expression just be like he intentionally did it, and he clearly gets him in the eye. He is Isaiah Stewart is gushing blood, like it's literally like all over his face. It's so bad, and Isaiah Stewart is pissed. So he he gets in LeBron's face, and you know they start talking and chirping. And next thing you know, he tries to start swinging at him, has to get broken up. Isaiah Stewart, they're trying to calm him down, not budging. He gets free for saying, tries to start running towards LeBron because he wants to, he wants to mess him up basically. Be like, you know, what the heck did you? Why'd you do that to me, man? Like, it was uncalled for. Like, why'd you? Like, why'd you have to do that? Um, so then he gets separated once again. Or at least Isaiah Stewart had to get separated from LeBron because LeBron wasn't chasing him. And Raps go to review it. They both get ejected. Now, Isaiah Stewart, fine, whatever. The guy's a scrub. LeBron getting ejected is a bigger thing. This is LeBron's second ejection in his entire career. And we can go fast forward a day later. LeBron gets suspended for a game for this incident. Now, this is the poster boy of the NBA. The mighty old God can do no wrong in the public eye. No matter what, there's going to be some flaws. And lo and behold... Suspension happened, the um, flagrant, the ejection happened, this, that, and the other. So, Sean, I'll start with you. Um, what was your take on kind of this entire situation that occurred this past Sunday? Do you believe LeBron? Does, well, obviously, obviously, he deserved to kind of get. In my opinion, I think he deserved to get ejected. Based on my, if from from a ref's perspective, if I was a ref, his facial expression kind of said it all in terms of his elbowing, he intentionally did it. Um, and the suspension, I believe, unfortunately had to follow suit after, but do you agree with what they did in terms of handling this type of situation? And also, do you think that he meant to try to get Isaiah Stewart's number and try to apologize and say that, look, I, it was an accident. Cause that's what he's saying. Uh, for starters, I do truly think it was an accident. Um, if you go back and look at it, I mean, LeBron's gotten an expression on his face, but he just got elbowed directly in the chest by Isaiah Stewart, whose nickname is Beef Stew. I mean, they don't call him that for no reason. He's a big dude. And, you know, I, I, I mean, he could do that to anybody. He could do that to Tyson Fury and it would hurt him a little bit. So, I mean, yeah, he had a little bit of an expression on his face. I don't think his action in like kind of like he was throwing his arm back 
I don't think he was going to like slap him or anything or whatever he ended up doing to him. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a reaction to getting, you know, and I, I'm not a LeBron fanboy. Like I'm not trying to be like, Oh, LeBron can do no wrong guys. I promise. You know, he told right. me no, but like, you know, I, I, I truly think that that reaction, what happened to LeBron was something like, you know, he, he was like absorbing the contact and kind of like, he wasn't reacting to it in a negative way where he was trying to retaliate. I think that was just like almost like a physical reaction where like, you know, you get hit by something. You're not just going to sit there and take it. Like, you know, you're going to kind of like get blown back by it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Frank Vogel did a good job of, of explaining exactly that after, Mm -hmm. uh, after the game in an interview. And he said, listen, like, you know, you could see in the video clearly that he just got elbowed directly in the chest. That would have been a hard foul. Probably would have been a flavor uh, flagrant but uh and that's one of the reasons why Isaiah Stewart got ejected obviously because he charged LeBron three times after that not once not twice but three times yeah uh so yeah you know I, I think it was just a natural reaction um I think it was kind of blown blown out of proportion and you could see immediately after that LeBron was kind of like whoa like I'm sorry man like you mean to do it if you if you're doing that to somebody on purpose, I don't think you're going to be apologizing not even a second later. Because, I mean, if you watch the full clip, LeBron is literally like, he sees Isaiah Stewart on the ground or whatever he was, and he was like, oh, like reaching his hands out to him, like, yo, like, are you okay? And once he saw how mad Stewart was, which he's mad for good reason, his eye was gushing. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, I do think LeBron is the exact type of person that would try to contact him and be like, you know, my bad, bro. It was an accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, you know, I think he knew, he probably knew, like, one, obviously, I made the mistake, and two, like, he knows for his, in my opinion, from his public image sake that, right, this is the thing he kind of has to do, right? He, at least, at least make an attempt to reach out, to know that, okay, look, like, I made a mistake, I've at least try to, you know, make men's and make it better, because, right, there's no, there, there is no real beef with Isaiah's, with he has no beef with beef stew, right? So, I mean, you know, but I think I think you're right. So I think you know, no matter what anything LeBron does, good or bad, it always gets blown out of proportion one way or another because that's just how the media portrays it. That's how the sports world will always portray it, just because of the persona and stature that he's always and forever will be under um, in the sports and media landscape. But no, I know. You you're a casual NBA fan, but what is what was your take on it? Because obviously you definitely saw it hit your phone and you saw the videos and stuff like that. Well, you know, I just I, just a quick thing. I, I think I, I I don't love when when they show videos. I I feel like some of the some of the angles we we got to see initially weren't the best. Um, and I just watched the video again and I saw an angle from kind of under the basket. And you can see that Isaiah Stewart is, you know, they're making contact. And I think you guys know, I'm, I'm pretty critical of LeBron. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a little all over the place on some of the things he says, but for this, I don't think he's trying to hurt Isaiah Stewart or like, though I do think that Isaiah Stewart has the right to be angry. <laughs> like, I mean, the guy got elbowed badly in the face is bleeding and he lost his mind and it kind of gave me vibes of like the, I hate to say this because it wasn't anything near this, but mouse in the palace, you know, like this is, 
with Detroit and everything. Oh God, that was oh. Could, could you could but could you have imagined? <laughs> it, it's like 2.0. It gets to that point again, you know. And with LeBron, that, I mean, that's even a bigger story. LeBron, AD, Westbrook, just the avid of social oh media. God. Um, just and not that it happened, and obviously it wasn't the same hypothetically. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to point out, it kind of reminded me of a situation in the NBA that probably happened two, maybe three weeks ago with Nikola Jokic and uh, not our, um, not Nikola. Uh, oh, Nikola. Rudy Gobert and. Um... No, 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 no. Um, Markeith Morris. Remember the one where. Yeah, that was Jokic. Mark- Jokic, yeah. Uh, it is? Okay. Yeah. I got- um, yeah what, so- what about the Gobert one? I don't remember that one. Sean, was- you remember that one? Wasn't that yeah. Rudy Gobert and like Bear Miles Turner? Miles Turner, yeah. That yeah. Was big, oh, 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 no, no, no. They got suspended I, I, for like a game each. I do know that one, but remember, so the the you saw the Jokic one where um, Markeith Morris fouled him and then Jokic came back and just Let, laid him out. Now, I, I'm just, I'm going to be fair on this one too. Markeith Morris, somebody made the point, like Markeith Morris, it was like, I think Eric Spolster said it. It was a normal foul. No, it wasn't. I mean, <laughs> give me a break. Uh, Eric Spolstra, he's a joke. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But, but like, and then you look at Markeith Morris's history and his brother's history. And they're, yeah, they're, 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 they're dirty, dirty players. players. I don't care what anyone says. When, when you got a guy who's, who has the ball and he's waving it in somebody's face and then hits them in the head with it, that's dirty. Okay. But you can take it case by case. And what, Nicole, uh, what Jokic did was wrong, obviously. So I think people just need to take it case by case and, kind of like they're people these guys are people too you know like yeah they have emotions right sometimes yeah. it gets the best of them right get upset what do you expect like and i think you guys both said it it's completely blown out of proportion lebron clearly it, it just got heated and, it, and it's a situation where arms are flailing and something happens but it's not anything that should be oh my god what's happening in the nba you know shut up shut up yeah i am i don't know that's what people do to make it out of a story. And trust exactly. me, any, anything that LeBron's in and with that kind of, I guess, anything that happens to LeBron that is negative to his image, people are going to want to report on it because it's very rare for him to have that kind of image, right? Because when does it happen? It's very rare that he has a negative image in the public eye, right? It was the Miami, the Miami decision in 2010. That was pretty bad. And he regrets doing that because that was not good. Um, just in general, from a public standpoint, a PR standpoint, wasn't the best thing for him. And then, I mean, the China Daryl Morey thing. Yeah, that was that was a really bad job by LeBron, but we won't get into it here. Yeah, and yeah, so that's really it. But people forget about that. But people that kind of got flushed yeah. under the rug because, well, which is so ridiculous because LeBron was actually wrong on that. But we again, we won't, I don't want to talk. We don't got to get into the problem. Yeah, but. I mean, but I mean, look, that's what three things in what the last almost 20, like 19, 20 years. I mean, and even in the decision one, like I have to, I have to defend him. He gave a ton of money to the boys and girls. Like, it's not like he did it and was like, oh, it's all he did give. He's he, I can't, you can't give, give him guff for he's given back to the community and helped out a lot of people. So I, I can't get mad. Mm-hmm. At him. He's not a he's not a horrible guy. Like he does good things. I just think some of his takes and some of his opinions kind of stink. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, no, he's not a bad guy. I just feel like one is like, right. His takes and opinions. Right. But everyone's going to have that 
with certain yeah. athletes, whether you like it or not. And he has a right to. He has a right to. I, 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 obviously, yeah. Mm-hmm. And two, I think that, you know, with him, and this is just in general from not only from an athlete standpoint, but from a celebrity standpoint, you always want to take down when someone has it so good, you try to tear them down. And people have tried to tear LeBron down time after time after time. And it's really hard to, because he has, other than those things, he's squeaky clean, right? NBA really hasn't had really any issues besides like, right? You play the blemishes or what? His championships and this, but this will be, this will be a forgotten thing in a couple of weeks. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is, nothing. you know, and then in terms of his personal life, I mean, that's as squeaky clean as that could possibly be. He's never cheated on his wife. He's got three amazing kids. You know, it's not in, he's not in the tabloids like OBJ or I can't think of another guy, but whoever, um, you know, he just, he, he, you know, he does it right. I think the, I think just people just want to drag him down. This was the time to do it. You know, he was in the public eye. It was the, it was a Sunday, Sunday game. Not much was happening in the NBA, at least I know football was going on that day, but when that came out, everyone was kind of focused on that for a little bit, trying to figure out what the heck happened. Um, but, you know, but like I said before, you know, this is after a couple of weeks, people are going to forget about this and they're going to move on from it. And it was only a one game suspension, like Sean had noted earlier. So it's just going to be like, he's going to serve it, do his time and then back to business as usual. But um, we'll move on from that real quick. The Rangers, played the Sabres this past Sunday, had a big win with 0.4 seconds left on the clock. They make this miraculous goal to seal the game. And I'm kind of upset because, and I'll tell you why, the last, so I looked at the schedule prior, I think a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, oh, like every Sunday they're at home playing. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should go to one of these games. The Devils game I was I was trying to go to, but it never came to fruition. And then the Sabres one, never got to. Both. The two games I look to go to, shoot out the De- the the Rangers win, mm-hmm. and then this game and the Rangers win that one. And I'm just like, great. So and, and Anthony, you you would have been like you would have had such a great experience at your first game that there would have obviously been like a letdown because this would be your first hockey game, right? If you went. Have you been to one other? I've been to a couple. Oh, you have. Okay. But like, because I've, I've only been to like five, four or five, maybe like I haven't been to a lot, but to me, I've said this like baseball and hockey are the best experiences and go just watch a video of the reaction to that goal. Ryan Linden's goal, like in MSG, nothing. Be, I'm like, just that's unbelievable, you know? Um, but it was, it was a great win. And it, it was the one thing that I, I was, I've been worried about this season and they've had a lot of trouble with is closing out games at times. And, and they were able to do it in, in the craziest fashion because buzzer beaters or whatever, that doesn't happen in hockey. <laughs> like, that, yeah, that, it doesn't that, like, like basketball and uh, um, I mean, but yeah, I mean, but I mean, like, baseball walk-offs, baseball walk-offs, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, definitely there is. And, and, but hockey, that's like, that's, that just, just doesn't happen. So when you see it and I, I, me and my sister were watching and you saw the Sabres trying to keep the puck in the, the corner and trying to keep it there. And the Rangers do a great job of getting it out and tic-tac-toe passing. I mean, 
Kreider with the pass and Zabanajad and and uh, or, or Adam Fox and Zabanajad. It was just it was a great goal and a great win. And, and I'm just hoping that the Rangers can keep the momentum. They're supposed to be they're supposed to be uh, playing Wednesday and Friday, but we'll we'll see what happens with the Islanders are having issues with COVID. COVID's starting to you know we got to watch for that, but we'll see what happens. So, John, what do you have to add? Because I definitely know you watched that game. Yeah, I mean, that's another situation, though, where the Rangers probably made it a lot more interesting than it needed to be. Yeah. Uh, we had multiple leads during that game, including a 2-0 lead, and we just blew it. And I'd say that is maybe our 10, 15-plus plus, uh, blown lead of the year of maybe 2-0 or at least up one, maybe even up two. Who knows? Who, who can keep count of that many times? But uh you know, the Rangers are a very good team as of right now, but I think we could be much better. Uh, it is obviously really cool to win in such, you know, great fashion like that. But even the Devils game, uh, that Devils game was one that we should have won not even in overtime. We should have oh, yeah. straight up won in 60 minutes. So, yeah, I mean, we, we definitely just let leads get away from us. Uh, perfect, perfect example of that was the game a few weeks ago against Edmonton, uh, where Connor McDavid uh, pretty much single-handedly destroyed our entire team and uh, put it into. Uh, did we lose that game in overtime? Oh, I don't even remember. That's wiped from my memory because it was, it was a, uh, yeah, it was brutal. brutal. We were up by four goals that game, maybe. You know, and two, like. We they were like traffic cones. They, just, I mean, Patrick Nemeth, what are you doing on that? Yeah, brutal. I mean, it's just terrible. We gotta, we just gotta learn how to protect the lead a little better. Yeah. Um. You know, still attack with the same you know aggressiveness that we've yeah. been having because that's great. You know, we're scoring goals, we're taking shots. Hallelujah. Finally. I mean, who knew when you take shots, you score goals? So. Win. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So. uh Oh, I'm so sick of I was so sick of watching those Rangers games where like the opponent would have 40 plus shots and we'd have 15. And I'm like, come on. Yeah, like and it would be a 3-2 game or something like yeah. that. Like imagine. Yeah, and, and and two, like they they won some of those games, which is sort of like the Panthers game and the Maple Leafs game where yeah. they're just shooting the crap out of us or the Rangers. So I don't know. And and a lot of these wins you could put on either Shesterkin or Georgiev's backs pretty much because they've been carrying us. Uh, in those situations now we've started to pick it up a little bit but uh, again that was pro the Sabres game uh, that was really awesome to see uh, and the best part about that is uh, you know the puck was in the corner in a little scrum or whatever and uh, the person who made the best play on the ice didn't even get an assist uh, Kreider got that puck out of the scrum passed it to I think it was Fox then to Zibanejad then to uh, that's yeah. exactly what I thought. I was exactly I, such a good point. Such a good point. Yeah. So that's just crazy to me. Like you can make such a highlight play, set up the perfect goal, 0.4 seconds, and, and not even get credit. credit. Yeah. So because that play made it and got it out with just enough time to give Lingren the chance. I mean, he, it was you're 100% right. That's exactly what I thought. I said to my sister, and Crowder doesn't even get an assist on that play. How, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just unlucky because it was the tic-tac-toe quick, you know, so, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, definitely Kreider was the reason we won that game. Yeah. And another reason for him to be 
I guess, in your guys' opinion and Dom's opinion, because he's preached this for a while to be named captain of the team. Yeah, I, I don't would, know if I'd necessarily at this point. I think it's you, a little, he's a little past his time for captain. I I think I think if you're gonna go captain right now, I think that to me, I think there's a couple people who are better fit probably. And I don't, I don't think he's a bad idea because he's been the longest range. Like he's been there since what, 2011, 2012, like the oh, playoffs yeah. or something like that. I yeah. probably and we drafted, so yeah. he's been with us forever. I don't know what you think, Sean. I, I'd probably either go Zabenajad or Fox. For I'd go Fox. Okay, especially because he's locked up for so long. I yeah, mean, exactly. Be leaving us. He's no. clearly shown that he's got the talent and the leadership. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean. Not saying Kreider doesn't, because I mean, yes, he is up there on the goal scoring list. How old is he? Thirty. Uh, no, I was saying up there on the goal scoring list as of right now. But um. No, but how old is he? I think he's thirty. Oh, thirty. He's got to yeah. be yeah, thirty, thirty-one, maybe thirty-two, the highest. Um, but yeah, he he is the longest tenured Ranger as well. Uh, he's thirty. Yeah, he's thirty. Mm-hmm. Okay, thirty. So like I said, he's the longest tenured ranger as well. Uh, but you know, like he he's really just starting to ramp up his, totally, totally ramp up because it's not like you know he's been doing nothing. But uh this is probably the most production we've seen out of him ever. So, you know, and it's it came as a surprise to us. So, you know, I'm not saying that he's not a great player, because he is, but he's just great in different ways, not yeah. necessarily goal scoring. For example the scrum where he took the puck out and then pass it to Fox to Zibanejad to, and then you get the point. So I I love Kreider. I'd maybe give him alternate captain for now. Let him wear the A. uh, You're you're not giving it to Panarin, you know, and, and I think, I think it's, I I really do think it's either Fox or Zibanejad. I really, yeah. And it's, it's between the two for me too, really. I, and and listen, I don't think Dom's wrong in the sense that Kreider's uh, uh, locked up too, you know. But I just think sometimes you want to give it to the young guy who's, you know, building up that persona and that status on the team that, you know. And Fox is respected, I'm pretty sure, on the team. So it's like, oh, he'd be, he'd be a great for Norris, I'd hope. Yeah, exactly. So I I think Fox or Benajad are the guys that I, I just I just hope that they make the decision either. During the season or in the offseason? What are we waiting for? It's really starting right. to piss me off. Our last I, captain I mean, was Ryan McDonough. That was yeah, like four years ago. Yeah, 20, in 2019, he was on uh, the team. That's a long time ago. Yeah. And he got, he got traded. So to me, it's like. Yeah, yeah was, you need a guy that's going to be there for. Yeah, I, I just. Call. Don't, yeah. Like, what? And I mean, what? if you think about it too, there's a lot of the captains that are in the league are like. I mean, you have majority of them are like, you know, veterans that have, you know, been with the team for most of like, you got guys like Getzlav and uh, Bergeron who just took over the captaincy after, uh, what's his name, Charo left. Sidney uh, Crosby and Crosby, McDavid. Ovechkin. Yeah, but, you, yeah. but you've also got the younger guys. Like you got uh, Brady Kachuk just got named, or That's- no. Which Kachuk got named captain um, recently? Was it Matt Kachuk or Matt? One of the Kachuks for the Senators, right? Yeah. Then yeah. you got Nico Heischer for the Devils. He, yeah. I'm older than Nico Heischer is. So, yeah. like, I mean, you're that's right, just Sean. Doing my life, but yeah. But, but you're right, Sean. Like, because you, for for hockey, it's a little bit more of, you know, they're, they're, 
and and Fox is into his career. What it's a thir- his third season. He's playing great, and you have a guy who has the locker room because the the last two Rangers captains were um, McDonough and Captain Callan, like Callan, yeah. Callan. So so after those two guys, I think having a skilled player, even if it's a defenseman, it doesn't matter. Having a skilled player like Adam Fox, who and the last two were defensemen too. Yeah, well, that's the thing, though. Like, where do you go from here? And I think Fox would be that name. Or and Zibanejad would be great, too. But I just think Zibanejad, he's gotten lost a little bit this season, I think. I think he's got to be so more, more consistent. And I think Fox has shown that he's he's just not stopping anytime soon. At this point, I just want a captain. I mean. Exactly. That's, you just want just somebody to fill the shoes. Please. You could name you could name freaking Patrick Nemeth. <laughs> that was the that was my good to guy yeah. too. He's, say. he's like a minus he's minus eight with minus eight, by the way, for any non-hockey fans is you he's been on he has it's it they basically track like okay when you've been on the ice for a goal and when you've been on the ice for a goal against. Uh so they basically keep track of that. He's been on minus eight players, so he stinks. You know, but like, just I think you need to name a leader, need to name a captain. So, all right. Well, hopefully it uh happens sooner rather than that. I thought that personally for me before Don was on the whole crier train. I saw like when you guys signed like Adam Fox that long deal, and I wasn't big into it at the time. I was like, oh, maybe he should be the captain. And then you guys kind of, you know, backed it up of why he should be the captain and. Sam's yeah. some really good points, so you know, hopefully it happens sooner rather than later, at least for you guys. So at least you at least the team knows like, okay, this is our guy, this is our leader. He's gonna take the reins and you know, hopefully either this season, next season, or down the line, because he's locked up for seven plus years that so he can lead you guys to the promised land at one point or another. Yeah. And he's capable of it and mm-hmm. still be seen eventually. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, with that being said, we're going to wrap it up with this segment of the Sports Viewer. When we come back, it's the third and final segment. Just getting into uh, just recapping the MVP award that was announced last Thursday and uh, some brief free agency news. And we'll give our predictions on where we think free agency will go in terms of we'll each get one crack at saying, where we think a player will go and then to kind of wrap up the entire show since it's the thanksgiving episode i have to ask you guys what you guys are thankful for in the terms of sports so when we come back we'll do all that and wrap it up uh on the third and final segment of the sports fever and we're back with this edition of the sports fever let's send it back to our hosts now It is the final segment of the Sports Fever. I'm Anthony Colasano, and w- still with me in the third segment is No Gugliata, or otherwise known as Goog. Oh, yes, let's go. It's just me and you. Yeah, as yeah, it hasn't been like this in a long, long time. The boys so, are back in town, boys. Yeah. So, uh, and what better way than to be together than to talk about our favorite sport? baseball oh yes okay. um so obviously the show use always comes out on a thursday and when last week's episode came out the mvp award was being announced uh and it was announced that bryce harper 
of the Philadelphia Phillies and Shohei Otani of the LA Angels were named MVPs. These were the, the guys that we predicted correctly to win these awards, even though Dom had strong opinions on Tatis, rightfully so, as being a fan. And bringing up some good points in terms of the fact that he did put up those numbers in less games, but they didn't win. And, and also, Bryce Harper was awesome. Like, and, and Anthony, who has been very hard on Bryce Harper? You. I, and, but see, I feel like I, I want to toot my own horn here. I admit when somebody is getting the job done and he did it, like I still hold to the fact that at times during his career, we were told that he's the second coming. He's the guy, he's the new, you know, Mike Trout. And I, he wasn't consistent enough, especially to start his career to be that. Would you agree? Yeah. And I think now that, and that we've said it before, I've said it before. I think I said it on swing the twig that he's got two now. Mike Trout has three. He's coming. And and Mike Trout has had a lot of injury problems. Like, mm-hmm. it's starting to build up. And I don't know, I could be, but I don't think Bryce Harper really has had those injury problems. Um, he just hasn't been consistent enough while he's been on the field. But this season, if he can build off of this, he... The, the, the thing next for him is he does not need to care anymore about individual performances. He's got to he, win a ring. And and to be fair, though, he needs a team surrounding him because there's no way you can you can blame him for what happened this season. I mean, and it wasn't always easy, easy going. The, the team was struggling at times. The pitching was struggling at times. The lineup inconsistent. But the thing that I want to point out about the about him, too, he got hit in the face with a ball this season. Correct. Wasn't it this that he, mm-hmm. right. And when, at, cause I remember I was going to a Mets game during that time and I didn't end up getting to see him play, which I was really disappointed in, but like to have something that's, that's pretty traumatizing and to have something like that and work back from it and still have an MVP type season. It's really impressive. I got to give Bryce Harper credit. I, he's not my favorite. I think he's a little bit of a baby at times, but there's no denying the player he is, and he's he's a good he's just a good player. He's a yeah. really good player. I think too, I think he's starting to mature and come to his own. I think after this season with this MVP award as a person, as a player, Agreed. you know, I saw him with his family kind of at the when he received it, and he was very humble about it. And I think too, I think just I think he's starting to understand what's more important. Like, okay, like you said it's nice to have the MVP in second one, right? It knows, okay, like, I I am that guy, right? Yeah. When you when, when you have multiple MVPs to your name, like, you're in, you're in, you're in special territory in, in any sport. Um, but I think now, in my opinion, to, to eclipse Mike Trout, he doesn't need the third MVP. He needs a ring. If he can get a ring before Trout, which by the looks of it, it could happen. He'll he'll eclipse him. And and the thing is, is Mike Trout is. They're, they're, it's it's kind of like this season for Bryce Harper. You, you can't blame Mike Trout for the the or the reason that the Angels are bad. Yeah, I mean, like they're just not they're they're a tel- terribly run organization, and they've had the best player probably in in baseball for years and years and haven't been able to do anything with it. 
and we're we're getting to the point where you're starting to waste him. I mean, how old is he? Is he is he in his thirties yet? It, like, so mm-hmm. how much more do you have of Mike Trout at his best? And <clears throat> Shohei Otani, as good as he was this season, I think we still agree. You know, it's uh, to me. I, I if it's crazy to me that the vote was unanimous. I, I Vladimir Guerrero. I would have voted if I had a vote. I would have voted for him first place in a heartbeat, no doubt in my mind. Just yeah, perfect. I think it's just and like and like we said, I think it was just the fact of him being able to do both at such an elite, elite status, and him to smack have thirty five home runs by the All Star breaking end with like fifty and four or forty five and hundred. I can't remember the exact number he hit in terms of home runs, but that's kind of what did it. But I don't. But that I don't think that'll. Have, he will not have a season like that again. I think pitchers are going to figure him out, and it's not going to be the same. Yeah. And you know what? I'll say this. He had, what, a three-point-something ERA, which is not terrible. I mean, it's pretty pretty good. I think hitters will start to figure him out, too. Mm. I don't think he can sustain that. I think, uh, I think he'll still be a solid player, but he's another one. Is he able to do both? without having injury problems, without – or with being able to stay on the field. I don't know. I really don't know. And also, Shohatani never took BP. Like, he never – like, he kind of just winged it, which is like – which is like – I mean, like, all right, if you it works, it games? works. You mean before games? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's – Yeah, like, you know, because, like, when you're younger, right, kind of like, you know – Yeah. Like we are, like, right, you could do certain things and get away with it. Yeah. As you get older – you start to reap the the consequences of, of your actions. It starts to add up. So, to, and and the thing is too. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want anyone to think out like I'm a Shohei Otani hater. I think he's great for the game of baseball. I think he's a likable guy. He's mm-hmm. universally loved. I think like everyone enjoys him. They want to root for him. It's just I don't like that Vladimir Guerrero kind of got thrown shafted. by. I mean, he got he, shafted. His numbers, I mean, I just don't know how you can pick somebody else, but that's just me. So yeah, it's just it's just the dual, it's the dual threat. But but, but we but we've said it before. This is he's coming. That team is coming. He's coming. And he has an MVP waiting for him down the pipeline. Multiple, in my opinion. That team scares the crap out of me. Mm -hmm. And, And yeah, that's scary. I don't like it. Yeah, but hey, we don't have to worry about them until March and April. But <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, but look, free agency is is underway. Uh, some signings have happened. I'll just write off a couple, and then you give me your take on which ones you think are kind of worthwhile in your opinion. So we got Noah Syndergaard going to what I call the West Coast Men's, the dumpster fire that is the LA <laughs> Angels. One-year deal, $21 million. Eduardo Rodriguez signs a four-year deal with Detroit at $75 million. Mm-hmm. Justin Verlander goes back to Houston at a one-year deal at $25 million. Andrew Heaney, God, I thank God he's out in New York. He's a one-year deal with the Dodgers. He's going to be Cy Young candidate next year. Mark my words. What? Clip this. He will be a Cy Young candidate for the Dodgers. We'll see. I hope you're wrong. I hope they could. Or else I will be very upset. Anthony, my takes are colder than a a, a bowl of porridge on on a winter day. I mean, come on. Come on. I mean, yeah. 
And then but finally, what am I saying? Porridge is hot. It's cold, colder than ice cream. Deal. Oh, good one. My favorite. Yeah. And yeah. then finally, the last one, which came out yeah. on Tuesday, Wander Franco signs a massive mega deal with the Tampa Bay Rays at 12 years, $223 million. Um, 185 of that is guaranteed and he has a club option after that um so after all those and, and for the most part it's it's been popping so far and the winter meetings haven't even happened yet which is yeah. kind of interesting but what signing have you saw and be like that's kind of either caught your eye or made you be like think of something like hmm that's an interesting one you know the north Syndergaard one stands out i i think the mets not signing him is good for them I know that the Angels got him for one year. And even if Syndergaard has a good year this year, like this is, this is my biggest problem with sports, the sports media world and, and sports in general is people are so reactionary that they'll look at it. If he has a good season and go, the Mets screwed up. They, they should have signed him. But what is the long-term return? Is he going to be like that for the rest of his career? Can he even have a career? He, He's uh, he, he just can't stay on the field. Um, so I don't I don't think that he'll be able to sustain anything. And I hope for the Angels that they can try to give Shohei and Mike Trout uh, and I guess Rendon some help. Is Rendon even – I mean, he didn't play, right? Hardly ever. So He, he, um, he really declined. But he was dealing with injuries, but still, like, that's what I'm that saying. contract yeah. is not looking good for them right now. No. Okay, and then the other one I just quickly wanted to talk about, the Franco, Wander Franco thing. Two things I want to say for him. I saw this tweet that said, superstar signs 12 years, whatever, extension. Guys, he's 20 years old. How do we know he's a superstar? Anthony, do we know he's a superstar? It's, we it's, think he's, it's, it's, you think he's going to be, but will he end up being in? That's my point. So for, listen, I don't like the Rays. They're in our division. They kick our ever loving butt, the Yankees I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's right for them. It's a team friendly deal. Yeah. But I want to defend Franco for a second because, He's 20 now. He has, he's there to what, 32, 33, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. How does he know that he's going to be the star that everyone thinks he is? He's, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee. It's like, I remember when A-Rod was going for the, um, you know, the home run streak. And I remember like probably with two years left in his career, people were like, not if, when he breaks the home run record, uh, Barry Bonds' home run record. And it really bothered me whenever people, I swear to God, it, I would say it in, at the time. Why are you, why is it an inevitable thing? Why, why is it going to happen? We don't know how the, the career is going to pan out. It's it just crazy to me how we, we just, we, we get so caught up in these things and we just say, well, this is bad or this is good. There's no in between. And I think, for the Rays, good for them. And for Franco, let's see what he's able to do. Now, if if he has a consistent five, six-year stretch where he's great, then he probably, we can say, made a mistake. But I'm sure I'm sure there are um, things built within the contract, um, you know, incentives that he can, uh, you know, goals that he can hit that can raise that money up. So, you know, we'll see. I mean – I mean, yeah, absolutely. And look, I think with the Rays, I mean, well, 
in terms of Franco's standpoint, all his arbitration is gone. Yeah. They eat up a lot of his freezing years. But quite frankly, right, if you're 20 years old and a team is like, hey, we want to offer you 12 years at $220 million and 185 of that is guaranteed money. Are you saying no? I know I'm not because you, uh, you're exactly. 20 years old. How much leverage do you have? You have no leverage. And, and like, I, like I said, I don't know. I don't, if I'm 20, I don't know what my career is. We, Anthony, two years ago, if you, if you said to either of us that Glaber Torres was, was going to be the conversation of being traded or not a Yankee for the rest of, of his career, would you have said we were both crazy? Yeah. We, we thought that he was our guy. And there are now questions. That's my. That's all I'm saying is that for him, 185 guaranteed. He he. What 223 million at the end of the day? That if if he can stick it out, the only the only thing that I that I'm that bothers me about the contract is being in Tampa for 12 years. Like mm-hmm. you you also don't know what your team is going to be like, what the dynamics going to be like, if you're going to be in a good situation. And to, to say, I'm going to stay with this team for 12 years without knowing the future. I just think is a little crazy. Like, like it, it is. imagine locking up Odell for 12 years and him every second being like, I want to leave. I want to leave. Like, and I'm not saying no Dell, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you just don't know the situation you're going to be placed in. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And, and also too, it's like, you know, you, and two things I want to bring up because, because you just made me think of this is one is like, for example, right. You don't know how the team's going to end up, right. Are they going to be good? Cause right. This is a Tampa team yeah. that is right. They don't have a lot of money, right. It's don't. not like, it's not like with, with like trout, and Rendon or yeah. with Jeter and A-Rod were like, they signed these big deals with these big market teams, but they know, well, at least for the Yankee, for at least for Jeter and A-Rod's perspective, that the team is going to be good, yep. right? I know for Trout and all them, different story. They got a lot of knuckleheads in the front office, but look, the Rays are this weird team where like they find these weird players and it somehow works. So, I, you know, and they, and they do funky things and everything. So they they're in, they're an unorthodox team so are they going to like you said be able to sustain that and also will he be happy we've seen a lot of players both in the nfl and the nba particularly not necessarily in mlb yet where they're like oh i don't want to play here anymore well i want to be traded and if you don't trade me then um i'm gonna i'm not gonna play and i'm gonna sit at my home and pout like i'm gonna hold out mm. yeah, yeah you're right so that's what i would worry about for him is it could be three years in. He's like, I freaking hate it here. <laughs> like, and then is he like, how stuck is he? What, I mean, though, what do you, I was going to ask you this though, about the contract. Like it probably is an easier contract to move because 18.5 million a year isn't as crazy for some teams. Right. Mm-hmm. And the fact too, that he is 20. So by the time this yeah. ends, he is like in his early thirties. So it's like, it's not that bad and and plus i mean look he could still get more money yeah which is also i think also what he's probably thinking too is like oh my god i get 185 before i'm 32 and then i could probably depending how good he is he could ink up another like maybe like 9500 million dollar contract depending on how good he is and how the market shapes up in 
10 in like in the next decade and and we all know that money's gonna go up inflation too but yeah. yeah exactly so he'll be he'll be he'll, he'll be he'll be living a nice comfortable life for not only himself but his family yeah because I, I saw tweets like highway robbery from hubs um who covers the like i just think that's so like you don't know how this guy is gonna pan out but i think from both perspectives though i can see making an argument saying okay he's stuck in this contract but also he got money he's he got he, you know what do the kids say now like he got his bag you know mm-hmm. he secured the bag secured the bag <sighs> you're such a dad <laughs> I know, I know. That's yeah. how, I mean, come on, it's true. That's how you are. But um, <laughs> but yeah, mine has to be the Wander Franco thing as well. It just shocked me. But um, but real quick, just two more things. Sean unfortunately left us, but um, in terms of the free agents that are still on the market, what is your prediction for wh- what? Where do you think someone is going to land? One guy. Where do you think he's going to go? I I want to do Correa. I think he goes to Detroit. Really? Okay. I and I don't know if that's a huge take. I, with the comments he's made, and to me, just like I actually. Oh, oh, oh let's talk about that. What's yeah, your take Derek, on his comments on Derek Jeter? Because I I lit it up on Tommy's podcast I, last week. I heard about you that you went off. So here's here's what I think. It's I saw I saw this thing today where it was like, give me your hottest sports take. And I saw the first you know what the first tweet was? What was the first tweet, Anthony? Jeter's overrated. I hate to be like a, a bit I know it's the Yank, it's the two Yankee fans. I hate to be a bitter Yankee fan, like who's because I don't feel like we're either of us are like this. If everyone says it, it's not a hot take. <laughs> Everyone in their grandmother is tweeting. Derek Jeter is the worst shortstop. He defensively, he can't play. You know what? Go look at his five fingers. Each one of them, a ring on them. I mean, what are we talking about? It, it's so ridiculous. Like, he's the worst defensive shortstop in the in the league. Like, stop eating. Stop eating. Like, it's so crazy. Like. He's a five-time champion, one of the clutchest hitters of all time. Makes made still made plays in the field. I don't care what anyone says. Is he the greatest shortstop ever defensively? No, but it's it's such a like lazy. Oh well, I look at numbers and I see that dark to your thoughts. It's so it's just so like it's it's because it, it wasn't even that. It was when the metric stuff started to become a yeah. big thing. That's when people were like. Oh wow! Well, Jeter's actually not great. If you look at like defensive WAR and defensive run save, like he was in the negatives. But like, okay, but like he won like three straight. He won three straight goal clubs from 04 to 06. All those were his. Yeah, and then and then people are like, the Raiders love the, the Yankees. They love to write about how much the Yankees rock. <laughs> like, dude, dude, just sit back on this one. Relax. I mean, it. So. So it doesn't it actually doesn't bother me as much because I think Correa, I don't know, I feel like he's trying, I don't in a weird way, I feel like he's trying to get attention, but also trying to troll teams at the same time. It's kind of like mm-hmm. what Trevor Bauer did. Remember when he's like putting hats on of teams and saying Oh yeah, and his YouTube channel was going yeah. up. And then look, look at where he is now. 
Go mm-hmm. figure. Yeah, he it might be done. So might never play again. But like for Correa, to me, he's such a headache. I don't want to do. I don't want as good as he is. And and I feel. Listen, you don't have to like him, but he backs it up. I just feel like let Detroit try to spend that money on him, and go after Seager or do whatever you got to do. Um, but I just I think Correa goes to Detroit. That that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like, AJ. do you think? Yeah, the AJ Hinch thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you do you think he'll go? So where do you think he'll go? I. Uh, you can still give somebody too. I want to hear who you. I mean, I mean, like Detroit's obviously right. That's it's either that or Houston. I feel like obviously after those comments, no one wants him in New York. Um, <laughs> no one in New York from the beginning, and now after that, people really don't want him in New York. <laughs> um, where would he go? Uh. And you know what? He this could be a situation where a team comes out of nowhere and is like, "We're taking him," and he's like, "Ah, yeah, sure, right?" Yeah. I mean, you think, like there's been times like that where you're like, "Really? They took him?" I mean, yeah, that's the only team I could think of. I mean, I, I don't know the Reds, maybe. Hmm. I, that's a possible. I'm just trying to think of shortstops, but I'm just trying to think like because I'm trying to think. All right, well, like think of big teams: the Mets, um, Lindor. The the Braves, Swanson, the Phillies, maybe, but I don't know how much. They, I don't think they have that much money. Can they spend that too? Yeah, yeah that's know. that's the thing. Like, can they spend it? The Angels can't spend any more money. Well, you know what? The 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 Phillies would be a great team in the sense that they need one more bat to like cement that lineup, and then they're like, rolling. And Correa, Correa, Harper combo, that's not fun. Yeah, righty lefty. Yeah, that's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be rough. Yeah. But I mean, uh, I don't know. That's I would say either the Phillies, the Reds, or the Tigers. He goes to, but that's not my hot. That's not my oh, free. I want to hear your hot. Um, mine would have to be. I am going to go with. You know what? I'm gonna say this right now. Um, eh, do I want to say it? Mm. Say it. Come on. Freddie Freeman comes to New York. Oh my god, that'd be crazy. I'll be honest with you. Mm. I'd rather him than Olsen. And I'm I don't know. I, I'm I know I think you are too, but I'm kind of down on Olsen. I just don't buy. I'm telling you, it was the it was a contract year. That's what yeah, it was. I, just, I don't buy it. I don't buy that he's going to be the same. I really just don't personally. I, yeah. I don't. Know. But and, and I mean, I'd rather Rizzo than Olsen, to be honest. Rizzo Rizzo would have to be the right deal. Yeah, and and I and I also don't want to overpay for him or give him too many years because you don't want him locked up for too long. Yeah, so I, same I, thing with Freeman, but I think you kind of have to. I think Freeman's a different. Yeah category but i mean they are kind of the same age i think people forget that who uh freeman and rizzo yeah they're both 32 right mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know that's yeah. a that would be cool I, listen i would love freeman as a yankee though like freeman or rizzo rizzo i loved this i loved having him i would love either one because i mm-hmm. think they, I, I also think having a guy like that in a locker room is huge like having a positive like uh, glue guy is big, you know, yeah. and, and judge is awesome in that sense too, but having another guy there, you know? Yeah. And also too, like, that's what I'm saying. Like 
can it happen? Because I mean, Judge is a Judge is a free agent after after the end of this season, I think. Yeah, so they're gonna have to start thinking about. So playing. they have to really think about what are they gonna do because he's come on the record multiple times and says, "I want to be a Yankee for life." And all right, all right, Brian, pay the man. And the other thing is, if they do sign him, you know what that means, right? We were talking about captaincy for the Rangers. He's the captain. He's the captain. I mean, come on, <laughs> like, give him the C, even though it yeah. doesn't go in the Yankees uniform. Give him yeah. The C. He need yeah he needs to have that stature, um, no he won't have the nickname the captain that it goes to um, my lord and savior, um, <laughs> but um, but yeah I think without a doubt he deserves it when when Cashman gives him his extension yeah not and we and I will say there was an if because of the injury thing, but he deserves it he he's made it clear that he's the guy and he's he's clutch gets the job done no one can say otherwise after yeah especially after this season he came up with a lot of big hits and you know proved that when he plays a full season he produces massive numbers exactly so but uh real quick uh before we end the show obviously it's thanksgiving so noah in terms of sports what are you most thankful for so anthony you know me you know me very well I like a few things in life, okay? I like food, ice cream specifically, chicken, chicken parm, mm-hmm. ice cream, milkshakes. But the thing that, that really fuels me is my, my favorite teams, the Yankees, the Rangers, and sometimes the Jets. <laughs> very, very minimal though. That... So I think the thing I'm most thankful for is giving me something to do, okay? Because I'm telling, I don't know what I would do. I'm not a partier, okay? I'm not out gallivanting with women all the time. I mean, look at me, look at this face, woof. You know, like, <laughs> I just want to eat. I don't want, I just want to be left alone and just eat and watch sports and the Yankees and Rangers specifically. Um, so I just giving me something to do, I would say. Um, and, and I'm very excited and I'm not going to mention what it is exactly, but I think me and you and Sean and a bunch of the people who usually come on the show, will be getting together and we'll be betting and watch. And, and I think we'll do some posts on that day and, you know, it'll be fun. We'll have a good time. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be right. Yeah. That'd be fun. But connecting to people with sports is a big thing for me. Like me and you, you know, we were, the story of how we met was literally in a, in a classroom setting and we didn't even talk for the first like month that we knew each other. Like we hardly talked. And then eventually you came into my room and we talked about the Yankees and all this stuff and that's how we kind of connected. So it's 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 a it's it's a it's a big deal for both of us, sports and the Yankees specifically. So it means yeah. a lot. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think kind of what I'm thinking for is that I guess kind of in terms of the sports aspect. I mean, like you can be thankful for how good your teams are and what players you have, yada yada yada. But I think kind of for what you said is that you know what sports can kind of do for um, for relationships and friendships. You know, like. You know, for example, like me and you, you know, we were, you know, I sat in Dr. Moore's comic culture media class. I was like in the back row and I sat next to, I don't know why I remember this. I sat next to Ar- a- Adriana. 
Remember oh her? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was, I was sitting next to her, and then for some reason, I don't know, either my seat got taken or I don't know what I was thinking that day. But I was like, I was, I was, I'll sit, I'll sit in the middle, and then you were next to me, and we didn't really talk. And then I remember you were just like, oh yeah. And then, and then we got like our test pack, and like we were max. You got like a C plus. And I was like. I'm like that's I'm like that's not bad. It's like you're like no, like I'm like riveted it up. Yeah. It's like you were yeah. so mad. And then I remember we talked about the Yankees. I'm like, oh, you should come on my radio show at the time. And then I, and then we did it. And I was just like, and then we just had this weird chemistry that kind of worked. It was re- it was weird. Like I thought I'm like I'm like I'm like why did that click? It was weird, but it clicked really well. And I think that's kind of how the and then you're right. That's kind of how the friendship started. And I feel like that happens with a lot of people and it's it's Definitely. a good way to kind of cultivate conversation debate even though sometimes the debates can get heated with yeah. certain people that you talk to you really got to <laughs> you, you got to pick your poison and who you talk to about certain things but at the end of the day um you know i'm thankful for that that sports in general can really cultivate friendships and you know cultivated my friendship with yours to a great extent Sean's as well has elevated even more and Dom's and Dom's too because it really it really it keeps us together as one and and also I think it builds up it builds upon what what else you're doing I mean we're we're not just friends because of sports now we're friends you know we talk we you know talk to each other about what's going on in our lives and that's important too you know because of that sports connection we've built upon that and um and that that means a lot that's a big deal Mm-hmm. definitely yeah i wish you know i wish dom and sean could have been a part of this little uh i know it would have been nice it would have gotten like i think somebody would have cried dom probably would have cried dom, yeah you're right dom dom is, a, is the most emotional there's nothing wrong with that no you no it's, it's okay to be vulnerable i agree guys should be emotional cry all the time yeah yeah it's, it's, it's okay it's okay to Excuse me, let go of your masculinity. Great. I listen, I cry. I just do it. I, I do it more when I'm alone. You know, not that I'm scared. It's just I tend, you know, like you don't know make me cry watching the military videos of when they come back home from and they see their family for the first time. I mean, those just I, I cry every time. Everything. If you want to see me cry, ugly crier too. Ugly. That's what gets me. You want to see me ugly cry? What's your ugly cry? Put on Marley and me. <laughs> I literally, I swear to God, I said, it's like dogs dying or something. That's what it is. I, I didn't know it was Marley and me, but I did think I was like, I was like, oh God, I was like, I was, I was, that was rough. Yeah, that was brutal. Oh my God. That's but, um, but yeah, but, but anyway, I think that's going to do it for this edition of the Sports Fever. As always, we thank you guys for tuning in and listening. As Noah said, be sure to, check out our social media in the coming weeks um he said there's a big get together uh my 23rd birthday is this upcoming friday the 26th however due to it being the holiday and a lot of my friends that you have probably heard on the show at one time or another it's hard to get everybody together so Mm -hmm. we're doing it the following weekend so most of if not everybody that has been on the show will be in attendance at that at that party so be sure to check out our social media. We'll post some stuff with all of us in it. Get pics, thoughts, this, that, and the other. It's, 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 it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be great. Um, but with that being said, that's going to do it. Be sure to check us out on all our socials, the sports underscore fever on Instagram, the sports fever one on Twitter. You can choose email at the sports fever at gmail.com. 
but we'll be back next week, same time, Thursdays at noon, and have a happy and wonderful Thanksgiving. Eat a lot of food, spend it with the family, and don't go too crazy on Black Friday shopping. But until then, have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this edition of The Sports Fever. Be sure to subscribe to our channel and be on the lookout for new episodes on every podcasting platform that you can think of.